On the boat, they chatted about the stunning trip they had just completed. Laughing and smiling was soon interrupted by a deafening roar. Looking back at the island, an ash cloud rose into the sky. It went dark as night instantly. This monster cloud rolled over the hills, engulfing all life in its path. Panic set in. Flight or fight would engage. Those they saw on the island disappeared in the ash cloud. The crew launched dinghies to save those who made it to water's edge. Screams for medics erupted. People coming on board were badly burnt, their clothes melted to their skin. The cries of pain would haunt those on board. This was the White Island volcano eruption, and this is the good, the bad, and the pure evil. White Island is an island in New Zealand's northeastern Bay of Plenty and is an active stratovolcano that erupted on December 9, 2019. White Island was a huge tourist spot and is known for its volcanic activity. Tragically, 47 people were on the island at the time of the eruption. 22 of these 47 would sadly die either in explosion or after from the injuries. Two of the 22 would never be found so that they were declared dead. 25 were injured mostly so badly burnt that they needed months in intensive care. The recovery and rescue efforts would be slow. The volcano continued its activity, rain fell heavily, visibility was non-existent and toxic gases were high. Experts would examine and identify the cause was a phreatic eruption which happened when magna heats ground or surface water. This then released steam and volcanic gases that then caused the explosion launching rock and ash up into the air. After this tragic event, the regulator WorkSafe New Zealand would look at the findings charging the tour operators, government and scientific agencies with failing to ensure health and safety of workers and others. Under the Health and Safety of Work Act, June 2021 was the last hearing on this. So White Island is 48 kilometres north-northeast of North Island, New Zealand. And like I said, it's an active stratovolcano. It has erupted many, many times with several during the 80s. A massive eruption happened in 2000, creating a new crater, and smaller eruptions happened in 2012, 2013, and 2016. During 2019, the volcano was showing signs of potential eruption. In the October, tremors were being recorded and sulfur dioxide gas was at its highest since 2016. November 18th, the volcano was rated at Volcanic Alert Level 2. This meant it was moderate to heightened volcanic arrest, which was based on the increased activity. November 24th, a moment magnitude earthquake of 5.9 lasting a minute with an epicenter that happened 10 kilometers northeast of the island would be felt by people from Christchurch. Now the seismic activity can contribute to the hydrothermal eruptions. This happens when superheated water trapped on the earth's surface rapidly converts liquid to steam and then it violently disrupts the confining rock. GNS science will keep a close eye on the island with three web cameras, a seismograph and a microphone to detect eruptions. GNS science would also make trips to the island testing the water, gas and soil along with any deformations. Visiting an active volcano for a vacation is actually a thing, a big thing in fact. 
White Island Tours would be the main tourist agency to the island. They would post a statement online days before the eruption to make tourists aware of the following. White Island is currently on alert too. This level indicates moderate to heightened volcanic unrest. There is the potential for eruption hazards to occur. White Island Tour operates through the varying alert levels, but passengers should be aware that there is always a risk of eruption, regardless of the alert. White Island Tours follows a comprehensive safety plan, which determines our activities on the island at the various levels. At 10 past 2 on December 9th, 2019, the volcano erupted. An ash cloud shot up nearly 4 kilometres into the air. At first it was thought a hundred tourists were on or near the island when it erupted. This was later confirmed to be 47. Of the 47, 38 were pastures on a shore excursion called the Ovation of the Seas, which was a 12 day trip around New Zealand. Others were waiting for boats to collect them off the island when it erupted. 23 people would be rescued by these boats and tour operators right up until it was declared unsafe. A boat would try outrun the ash cloud. Many vessels noticed people needing help at the jetty. Those saved were badly burnt and in shape when they boarded. The, injured the uninjured tried their best to help with water bottles, jackets, clothes, inhalers and eye drops, anything to stop the pain. Paramedics from New Zealand Coast Guards would get onto the boat before they got to the docks. They tended to the injured. Mainland residents would see the eruption. Wanting to help, three commercial helicopter pilots headed off to find and rescue survivors, bringing back 12. The pilots would remark seeing many dead bodies but kept their focus on getting survivors back. After getting the survivors back, the pilots were set to go back out but it was unsafe to do so, so they were forced to stop. Later they would be called again to help retrieve the bodies once the island was declared stable. A lot of those visiting the islands wore t-shirts and shirts, giving no protection to those areas. Those visiting were Australian, American, New Zealanders, German, Chinese and British. At 6.30pm on December 9th, the media were told of the first fatality and several missing. They had to wait for all to stable before returning to the search for later. Later that night, officials confirmed 47 were on the island. Five were deceased at this stage, 34 injured and eight missing, thought to be dead. Three others would die the next day, making the total eight. Six more deceased were found and removed from the island, bringing the death total to 14. December 14th, another fatality would take it to 15, and the next day, another making it 16. Two were still missing. By January 12, 2020, the death toll was at 20, with two missing, making it 22. January 15th, the rescue efforts would start to wind down. From the survivors, three suffered severe or critical injuries, with most being badly burnt. At first they were taken to Watican Hospital. Once stable, they were moved to other hospitals. December 10th, the Ministry of Health would update that 25 were in four of the country's burn units. On December 11th, New Zealand ordered nearly 1.2 million square centimetres of skin 
from America and Australia to treat the burn patients. Some had up to 95% of burns over the body. Just three survivors would suffer slight injuries. Stephanie Brywish is a survivor who has gained TikTok fame by bravely sharing details of her experience and her ongoing recovery. She was 25 at the time touring the island with her family. Her mother would remain on the cruise ship, but Stephanie, her sister Crystal, and her father Paul were on the island when the volcano erupted. She lost her sister and father that day, and she suffered with third degree burns to 70% of her body, losing parts of her fingers. She would speak out about her ongoing PTSD and shares a lengthy recovery process including having to wear compression garments head to toe for 23 hours a day. The rescue mission was for those alive at first, leaving the dead on the island. Many became missing people until they were found and identified. December 15th, two remained unfound, and authorities believed that they sadly were swept into the sea. On January 23rd, these last two missing were officially declared dead. After the eruption, the volcanic alert was at a 4, but by that evening it was down to a 3. On the 12th of December, it was back down to a 2, moderate to heightened volcanic unrest. Tremors increased after, with gas jettings and steam bursts, but by the evening of December 13th, the tremors had all but gone. The cruise liner Ovation of the Sea wouldn't depart again until the morning of December 11th. This was to facilitate police to gather DNA from the cabins of those missing. Maori townspeople and those from the Ovation of the Sea would hold a minute's silence in respect for those who died or were injured. Before leaving, the ship was blessed by the Maori representative to settle the spirits. December 2019, an investigation was launched into the disaster by New Zealand Police and WorkSafe New Zealand. November 30th, 2020, WorkSafe filed charges against 13 parties over tours to the island. 10 parties were charged under the Health and Safety Work Act 2015. Nine were charged under Section 36, which is failing to ensure the health and safety of workers and others. Each charge came with a fine of a maximum of 1.5 million New Zealand dollars. Three individuals were charged with Section 44, which require directors or individuals who have influence over a company to ensure health and safety obligations were met. This charge came with a fine of up to 300,000 New Zealand dollars. Radio New Zealand would announce on December 6, 2020, that over 89,000 people had signed petition not to prosecute the helicopter pilots to save lives during the eruption. The association scientists would call not to prosecute GNS science as it might deter future science communities in sharing info during a crisis. March 5th, 2021, a court were here of those officially charged. Ten organisations and three individuals were charged. The ten included White Island Tours, Volcanic Air Safaris, Arius, Kahu, New Zealand, In-Flight Charters, ID Tours, New Zealand, and Taranga Tourism Service. The three individuals were Andrew James and Peter Buttle, directors of the Wakari Management. 
The charges were from April 2016 to December 2019 and none were related to the events following the eruption. On August 26, 2021, all of them would plead not guilty. Once the media got wind, they spoke to many survivors, majority of which were filmed interviews about their personal experiences. The eruption was heavily documented thanks to phones with cameras by the day trippers and those on the boats. From the eruption came outcry as to why the tour groups were allowed to visit what was described as a disaster waiting to happen. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern would comment that the scale of this tragedy is devastating. She would also meet with the emergency services who responded to the incident. As a result from such a tragic event, there are no on-land tours currently in operation. Thanks for listening. Next time I'll be looking at the horrific Mauthausen concentration camp and its stairs of death. Until then, this was the good, the bad and the pure evil.